Well, hello, everybody. Welcome in. This is part two of uh, the PNTT halfway point, the peanut halfway point. I'm with Shake and Blake. How you doing, Coach? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Good. Well, uh, let's uh, let's go through. Currently, um, I'm looking at the the uh, uh, Bose group. So we got Yonkers, who's two and one, and then three teams that are uh, one and two. We got Ames, St. Pete, and Albuquerque, um, all one and two. So first, let's talk about Yonkers. Um, you know, they lost a lot with DeBose, but they kind of changed their lineup a little bit. They put Garrett Johnson, and I, I'm really curious here. And then Arthur, Arthur Rouse. Um, but they, they benched, they benched their two, uh, their point guard and shooting guard from last year. Um, Jesus Bland moved to the bench, uh, as backup point guard. And then Timothy Dawkins is now the backup small forward after being point guard his first two years. What do you think of this, uh, strategy by coach Hellup five? It's interesting. Um, I'm I mean, if I had to assume, is he thought he had enough points between, uh, which seems odd, uh, especially, uh, especially uh, Jesus Bland, like yeah, yeah, uh, Jesus has been a uh, great shooter both both years starting, sixty three percent true shot last year. Um, I mean he. Arthur Rose has been unstoppable up to this point, and so has Marcus Everett. So, I mean, I can't really fault him for <laughs> necessarily benching him at this point, but you'd think there's a way to get all three at, or uh, all three under the court at some point. Yeah. I guess what's really interesting is he took two guys from the bench last year. I get Garrett Johnson to a certain extent, and it's not mm-hmm. like Skyler Lofton's been doing bad. And he wasn't bad last year. Um, like he's doing fine in these games. Uh, he didn't shoot much the first two. He didn't need to shoot much the first two. No. He shot quite a bit. I mean, he made 16 points. He did well versus Bloomington. Um, better than uh, Jesus Bland coming off the bench. Uh, but Jesus Bland wasn't even a point guard last year. So that's that's just interesting to me. I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, but, it's, you know, I'm guessing he was probably going for. I'm guessing going for the hands, and that's what it's sort of seeming like. Uh, Tim and uh, Jesus both uh, were not exactly hands guys. Uh, Jesus has a little bit more, but um, I'm guessing he just thought he had enough passing to go around. Yeah, it's, it seems odd, but hey, it's working. It's working. So. I mean, the other two and one, they lost a heartbreaker to Bloomington on Friday yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, where, uh, you know, they were, they had a close game and it kind of came down to the end. Uh, he, um, he was down with a minute left, uh, hit a free throw and then Skyler Lofton, um, to tie it up. Skyler Lofton had a turnover. They stole the ball. Arthur Rouse, um, split his free throws and then Gerard, uh, Gennaro, Gennaro Han made a, buzzer beater with one second left for yeah. to pull off the upset. We'll talk about Bloomington in a little bit here. Um, but uh, looking at their schedule moving forward, they got Yakima. It's going to be a tough game. They have Las Vegas, mm-hmm. who's undefeated. They are playing in the lower bracket. Um, that probably 
is the one they should win. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, and then Albuquerque is a solid NTT team pretty much every year. You know, you can. I feel like you can expect the same thing out of McMire most years, and um, mm-hmm. on, on certain years he can kind of up it and like go for a run. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of schedule, but I don't think this guy's really in danger of missing the um, PNTT playoffs, but that no. could change if he loses to Yakima on Monday. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and that Yakima game will be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, two two high-scoring uh, teams. I mean, and, uh, Yakima's cruising. William Lewis is burning up after a little bit of a slow first year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What about the other teams? Do you feel like any of them have a chance to either make it in via the cheese clause or via um, or or potentially win the group? In this group? Yeah. Um, so you got St. Pete, who's minus 24, Ames is minus 40, and then Albuquerque's yeah. plus 8. So that helps them just being like they have a positive point differential. But, yeah, they they were nice. They um they had a nice blowout of St. Pete to start out. Yeah, and um, kind of got reblown out by Ann Arbor, which happens. <laughs> uh, but they get a pretty rough schedule. They got Mesa next, and then Yonkers to finish yeah. it out. Um, that should be a tough, kind of a tough run. Um, that uh, heartbreaker to Watt Ames is. Uh, really hurting them right now, especially with that Ames schedule. also has a pretty tough schedule. Eames does too, but, I mean, they're going to have to get – one of those teams is going to have to have some blows if they want to get in. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should it definitely should be Yonkers group. Um, but somebody else might slide in if they can hit a little bit of a run here. Yeah. Um, they can win their last three. So, All right, let's look at the next group. We'll look at the Powell group. So the Powell group has Bloomington, Eugene, Huntsville, and Rockford. So um, we'll start with uh, Bloomington. Bloomington, you know, they got that 45-28 class, but really who they got in that – I mean, they actually got two pretty big ties, but one of them is playing on the bench in Patrick Williams. But the guy everyone was um, – salivating over the guy that people wanted in this class was Gianni Brooker. And Gianni Brooker is just a stud. Um, he's scoring 24.7 points a game, 57.4% true shooting, playing great defense. Um, I mean, really all you can ask, and you had that to a lineup that already had a lot of talent. Bloomington's never been short of talent, but mm-hmm. the question is, can they put it together? And, um, Having a superstar that they can go to in big moments has been big. They've played some tough teams. They they beat Rockford and yes. Huntsville. Um, mm-hmm. Huntsville is a group team that I think maybe most of us thought they should win this group. Maybe Eugene, uh, Rockford. I figured would take a step back, but they still have Luke Davis. Um, the, I mean, they lost some stuff from last. They they lost some stuff from last year with Powell and Paddock. Um, I'd say a Posner, who's yeah, well, but. but you know, those first two games were you know fourteen and nine point wins, and then they played Yonkers and they and they beat them by one, and that sets mm-hmm. them up really well because you got San Jose, Clearwater, Eugene, 
Clearwater, I, I expect that to be a high point differential for them. Um, that's a team from the lower bracket that got scheduled against. They had one game, and that's that's the game. And that's, I mean, if that happens, if they do have, if they if they just win that one, they're good via the cheese clause. But I think they're uh, hoping for a little bit more with this team. Mm-hmm. And Janine Brown's doing uh, has uh, been doing fantastic. Yeah, absolutely crushing it the first three games, and I could probably continue him to run, keep running it through from this next three. Um, yeah, it's um, very good, very good squad. Um, what about Eugene? So Eugene, um, they they're two and one. They lost. To Rockford by four, but they beat a solid Macon team. They beat a solid Huntsville team. Um, they have a positive point differential. They got Phoenix, Reno, and then Bloomington left on their schedule. How do you think they shake up the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, uh, they're going to be um, uh, they're, they have a very interesting lineup. Um, Justin Broad has been playing Crazy great from uh, power forward, out rebounding his center by what is that four? Yeah, <laughs> uh, four rebounds a game and uh, kind of doing it all down there. Um, mm-hmm. Blocks, steals, assists, and even a tad bit of scoring, but not a ton. Um, yeah, um, I think it's, Eugene's a good team. Um, it looks like their efficiency is not the greatest in the world. Um, which I think is going to maybe run them into some trouble because uh, their defense has been decent um, for sure, but um, they've been kind of relying on uh, when uh, your field goal is 45% and your opponents are also 45%. Um, you hope that you can be uh, shooting better than that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um. What about, I mean, Huntsville and Rockford. Huntsville, I think, I mean, they got to go 3-0. and But they got mm-hmm. the positive point differential already kind of going for them. And the schedule kind of lines up pretty well for them. You yeah. have Augusta, who, you know, they're they're 1-2. and two. You got uh, Houston, who I think is 0-3. And, and then you got, you got Rockford, who's 1-2. And... Two, and Trying to figure stuff out, I think I think they have a shot for sure. I mean, they have yeah, talent, right? Yeah, definitely. And they can keep running up this point differential very well with that three-headed monster that they've got. Um, three guys over twenty points per game on uh, pretty reasonably efficient. Uh, Naper uh, Bailey Naper is a little bit lower to start the year, but um, he's always been a pretty good shooter throughout his career so i imagine that's just a bad game here once in a while yeah. um and so yeah they should, they should keep cruising and be ready to prowse the eugene the eugene games they're probably kicking themselves over the eugene game that was one they were probably expecting to win and they just didn't get it done they uh, yeah. Tyler hit a hit a shot with six seconds left um yeah you, okay. you can you can you know, forgive a loss to Bloomington who's playing really well. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially out shooting them in that one. Like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a it, it's kind of a messy game across the board. 
Eugene's starters did not play well. I guess neither team's starters played very well. The bench was playing outplaying. Um, yeah, Eugene what didn't shoot well, but they won. So I mean, yeah. win, win. And then looking at Rockford, it's like they've had a tough schedule. Bloomington, Eugene, Yakima. It gets a little easier. You got Inglewood and Hot Springs. I expect them to win those two. If they can get a decent um, point differential, that Huntsville game might be a play-in for the cheese clause for them. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, Inglewood's done a decent job at keeping um, games close, but they Mm – I mean – they're just not what they used to be. I could no, see. No, for sure. They they uh definitely that they're missing that one one class. But uh he is running a new lineup. Um and he I've been talking to him. He's pretty excited about uh he had, he's got Trenton uh, St. Louis in his first game starting. Uh went ten uh had a ten to one uh turnover to assist ratio. So not too shabby for your first game starting in your career. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, um, I guess Rockford's gonna get the get that um, experience right away of that um, of that new lineup. I guess we'll see. How yeah, it goes. yeah, pretty fr- kind of a fresh start. So yeah, um, we'll see what um what kind of comes of that. But yeah, um, all right. Yeah. Let's move on to the, let's move on to the next group. Sound good? Sounds great. So. We're going to look at the Williams group. Um, wait, did I miss one? I, I missed you guys. I missed your group. My bad. Uh, let's go to the Rini group. <laughs> all right. So, you know all these teams well because you've been scouting them and all that stuff. Um, so, we'll start with Carbondale. Carbondale's playing great. They're 3-0. and um, They were a solid team last year, and they picked up they replaced a really bad class with a really good class. Mm-hmm. And they replaced one one backup with uh, three guys that one starting and uh, Jaden Burgess looks like their best player so far, shooting sixty percent from the field, getting to the line a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got two guys off the bench. They're a little small on the bench. Um, yeah, they're a little small on the bench, but they're. They're making it work, uh, and he's actually played everyone at least one game, which is which is nice, you know, like get mm-hmm. everyone involved, especially when you can keep winning. That doesn't hurt. They beat you guys by three the first game. Yes. Um, and then they played Lancaster. They beat them by two, and then they beat Oakland by eight. Those are three really tough games, and it does lighten up, I think, a little bit. Galveston, I talked about them a little bit. They're in my group. I don't think he set his lineup yet, so that's that's probably a a big win for them, and that mm-hmm. should at least lock him into at least the cheese clause. Then you got New York and Carnegie. I think they run away with this group. Um, I think you guys have an outside shot for sure, because uh, yeah. you're the only two in one team. You have a better point differential, but basically, um, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Carbondale loses. I mean, maybe they do. Yeah. But, Maybe yeah, this that's the, that's the thing. Yeah, I'd love to say that we've got a, we've definitely got a cheese cost chance, and uh, yeah, I think we were hoping for. Um, well, I mean, you always hope to win the group, but at least getting into the playoffs. But yeah, um, I was a little concerned. I think with Carnegie, 
uh, just through their first two games, uh, beating us only by three. And then uh, Lancaster by two, who Lancaster has not played that well. I think yeah. they have been most surprising. Uh, most surprising out of uh, they got obliterated by Carnegie, which was I think shocked, shocker I, right off the bat. But I um, think a lot of us were probably underrating the impact of Bailey Rainey. Um, I mean, the guy does basically everything you want him to do. He was really efficient scorer, uh, could rebound, pass, defend. He's just one of those guys that makes it really easy for a team like Lancaster. And now, you know, you, you bring in a guy like McSwain, and McSwain's solid. There's no doubt. Like, he, he was he was a big-time recruit, but um, mm-hmm. he's, he's, you know, he, 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 it takes some time to figure out how do I actually use him, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Different different player type, um, beneficent and a little bit of shooting he has done. He's been an offensive um, juggernaut, um, minus the shooting basically. Um, you know, six assists, three steals. Uh, can't complain about that. Um, yeah. So imagine he hit uh, Logan Swain's just warming up. Um, It'll be interesting to see. Like, so going back to your team, so you lost that first game by three, beat Carnegie, mm-hmm. beat Ames. You have Ocala and St. Paul, two teams that are solid teams. They're, yes. they're not going to they're not going to be pushovers. Yep. Um, and you're kind of at a point where you got to win. I mean, you got to win two of them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three. Um, I think the way Lancaster's schedules lines up, they have uh, Reading, and then they have Jefferson City. Um, both those teams are not great. Although I talked about reading earlier, it's like somehow they're leading their group. I was like trashing on them in the, in the <laughs> group. And it's like they're they're two and one. They're in pole position. I still hey. don't think they're very good. But um Hey, it works it works. Sometimes it just works. <laughs> yeah, I think they yeah. And then, but I would expect like Lancaster to be playing for a uh a uh cheese claws in that last game versus you guys. I think both of you guys will probably be end up playing for a cheese claws in that game and it might be like a winner takes all. Yeah, it just seems close. I know I've uh and Ocala and both and St. Paul are both definitely not pushovers. I already I did a little pre-scout in Ocala. I'm like dang these guys are a little bit I gotta think about this too. I gotta think a little more how I want to yeah. play this more than I uh, I'm not Adrian Khan down low. That guy's a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess we're not talking about Kyle right now, but he's, but yeah, he's a really good <laughs> yeah. player. Yeah, but I'm excited to see how this rolls out. That Lancaster game will kind of, I'm excited for that one, even if we for some reason drop uh, one yeah. before then. Um, it'll really get my line up to like see what we can actually do against yeah. uh, crazy, uh, really solid team that will probably be running a full cylinders by that game. So, And I guess the only team we haven't talked about is Carnegie. Um, I, I think they're going to, they have a very large uphill battle to um, make the PNTT playoffs here because they're mm-hmm. don't have a great point differential. Um, it's not horrible by any means, you know, they're, uh, it's not horrible, but, the schedule is just really hard. They're one and two. Um, 
Yeah, well, I guess they are plus 14. My bad. I was wrong on that. But Yeah, they got uh, a nice blow in the beginning. Yeah, the blow up versus Lancaster, that, that was huge. But, I mean, I, they could be Wooster and, re, and Reading and then end up with a game where they hit a must-win against Carbondale. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. So I, I, I don't expect them to factor in. Yeah, that. Culver City uh, loss on Friday kind of ruined their chances. Yeah, uh, be it, making it a, a significantly easier, giving them a break. And it's um, just a tough schedule. Like yeah. some people get easy schedules, some people get tough. There's so much that changes from that from that Friday night till that Saturday morning. Oh, for sure. It's just out of the schedule makers' controls. So they don't, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they, can't, they can't anticipate that. Yeah, only so much you they can do. Who who can guess? Like. I mean, Inglewood's a key example of that, dropping from a 1-1 class to basically three NAs. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you can't predict that. So. Yeah. Um, let's look at this uh, next group, the Williams group. We got Blacksburg, Wooster, uh, Glendale, and Aurora. So Blacksburg is 2-1. They lost their first game to Glendale. That's a, that was a huge win for Glendale. Um, mm-hmm. kind of an interesting team here, but, um, you know, they, uh, Blacksburg's got junior and senior at point guard, shooting guard. Uh, he, he brought back the guys that he had last year, um, in those positions. He did lose Caleb Jones and Luciano Williams. Uh, but you know, he puts in Ian Hill and he brings in the freshman, uh, Daniel Embry and they seem like they're doing fine. They, they did lose that first game to uh, Glendale. They beat Aurora and St. Paul. Uh, the schedule gets significantly harder, so I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see how they do in this Oakland game next, um, because Oakland's a solid team. They they yeah. beat us pretty good. Um, I think they're they got some talent on that team. Culver City, they're the pre last year's NTT runner ups, and then Wooster's two and one too. Um, they do have a great point differential right now, but for Blacksburg, but it's going to be an uphill battle for them to make to qualify for the the peanut playoffs. For sure, yeah. That Oakland that Oakland game should be interesting. Christian uh, yeah. Pugh has had a rough start to his uh, kind of uh, first three games here, but previously, I mean, last year speaks for itself with twenty points per game, a fifty-seven percent true shot, and right now he's at fourteen. Um, at and forty five percent two shot. Italy, I'd say it's only a matter of time before he turns that baby around. Um, yeah, and um, I yeah could put Oakland. Uh, might be an in- interesting game for Blacksburg right off the bat, and hurts hurts the chances for sure. Yeah, I think Wooster's probably the favorite. They brought in that eight one class and mm-hmm. Daniel Greer and uh, Charles Piantowski, uh playing there at the uh, three and four position. If you look at their upcoming schedule, they have Carnegie, uh, Salt Lake, and Blacksburg. Salt Lake's three and oh, Blacksburg's two and one, Carnegie's one and two. Um, I, But I like this team. I think Wooster's got a lot of talent. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Just fun. it's just a fun team, I mean. You've got three players that are uh, 15, 16, 13, 13, and 12 points per game. I mean, everybody's shooting 
and shooting pretty darn well. I mean, Pomowski's the worst of the group, and I wouldn't even call that shabby, really. Uh, Putting up 90 points a game and having five guys shoot is not an easy task to find in this league. Yeah. Um, I'll briefly talk about Aurora. They're eliminated, um, basically, unless (laughs) unless somehow – Unless somehow, like, a bunch of teams end up 3-3 three and three and they have the point differential. But their schedule mm-hmm. does get a lot easier with Tacoma and Boston. And then they finish off with Glendale. So, hopefully, Coach M. Cook can uh, uh, kind of get it working. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. So Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Logan, I'll just shout him out, Peyton. Uh, yeah. He's taking a step forward this year. 22 points for shooting. Up from yeah. 18 last year, so uh, moving forward into his junior year, so keep keep it going, young gun. So. Yeah, and then Glendale's a really interesting team. They they have a little. Well, they lost to Augusta. I didn't see that really coming for them because they beat two really good teams in Black Flex, Morgan Wooster. Um, their schedule significantly easier the second half. Mm-hmm. I expect them to get in. Um, and yeah. I don't know. Maybe they are the favorites. They they've already beaten both Wooster and Blacksburg. Uh, the other game just has me scratching my head a little bit, though, because I don't think Augusta's that great of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but they won. Uh, they won that game. And let me look real quick. I mean, Tuskegee yeah. had an incredible game. But there wasn't really foul trouble. Um, Augusta got to the line a little bit more, uh, and Glendale just didn't hit threes. Uh, but mm-hmm. that was a game I expected Glendale to win, and they didn't. So that has me a little confused. Rebounds, too. The they, ten plus 10 in rebounds for Augusta. Yeah, yeah the mm-hmm. offensive rebounds, 17 offensive rebounds for Augusta there. Yeah. But even still, like it's just... Yeah, it was a head scratcher. I do yeah, think for sure. playoffs though. Yeah, Zaquan Smith is definitely arrived this year. My goodness, um, he was hey, he's always been a um, kind of volume shooter. Um, definitely um, over the last couple of years, he's always shot been a high points guy, but not the best uh, efficiency. But dang, this this year is yeah. He went seventeen for twenty three on uh, Friday. Yeah, so it's, diff- it's different when you're at 60% true shot and score almost thir- uh, approaching 30 points per game. Yeah. And uh, almost five assists, two steals. Man, oh, man. Yeah, he's – Zayquan, man, that's a nice one. <laughs> right yeah. on those seniors, so. What do you think? Do you think uh, – who do you think wins this group? Dang, yeah, it is It, it is interesting. Um, Glendale had it um, until – that loss probably, um, which is really unfortunate because that definitely was a game that I'm, I'm assuming they basically were thinking they yeah. should have won. Um, um, I might eek Glendale actually, just because they have such an easy schedule. Um, Blacksburg has such a, I mean, they got a tough one. It's, that's going to be tough. Yeah. And Wooster, like, they got Salt Lake City. Um, yep. And Blacksburg isn't a bad team by any means. Um, no. 
they both have those. I mean, if they drop one, uh, Glendale should take the cake. Um, I'm, spe- uh, I'm expecting two teams in this group to make it. Glendale and the winner of the Wooster-Blacksburg game. Yeah, me too. It'll just be interesting who actually finishes the group. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the um, uh, Harwood group. So um, we got a huge upset the other day with uh, with Yuma taking down um, Louisville. I did not see that one coming either. They beat them by nine points. Then they come back. They beat San Jose. They beat a really solid Macon team. Um, is Yuma for real? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just pulling up their stuff right now. But I mean, so they were a PTT team last year. They they got runner up in the PTT, mm-hmm. and they brought back all. They brought back four starters. They lost William Williams, um, and they replaced him in the starting lineup with. Not one of their eleven thirty-two class. That was about to say. Yeah, uh, is it is interesting that the eleven the eleven uh, thirty-two class? You'd assume one of them would be starting out. Like, yeah, that's his best class, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess I do. Just looking at them, they I guess they're they're okay. Um. Yeah. Just based off of just pure statistical analysis, like true shots, decent. Um. But like nobody was. But they, they beat Louisville handedly. Yeah, like, for sure. And so Louisville, looking at the most talented team in the game, probably. Yeah. Louisville's been trying out a few different things, so I don't know, but have me scratch my head. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a good. That I mean, being said, good game. Uh, really, just. Kind of a slugfest of just nobody shot really well, and um, yeah, you had a few more rebounds, and that kind of sent sent them over. <laughs> yeah, interesting tidbit here. So he's got rivalry games coming up. He's got one versus uh, he's got he's got two against the Whalen brothers, and then he's got one against uh, he's got one in the Dairy Duel, uh, JS Cheese. So. Um, <laughs> he should be fine, but you know, he's kind of sneakily like, like they're three and zero, which which is awesome. Like they're three and zero, but they're only plus twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have that big of a margin for it. Like they can't, they can't have a fifteen point loss. Uh, no, but I don't know if they really would. Well, yeah, I mean, you are rivalry really games, and those are always ones and it's it's fun you get a little more consistency and uh games can be a little bit closer but um yeah, yeah. i mean three set there i mean louisville was their big upset make it was a really good team so like yeah the schedule uh, like isn't as difficult but it's a fun one uh yeah it depends on the rivalry matchups. I'm not sure how those have uh, shaped out the last few years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Louisville, um, he's been trying a lot of different things with his lineup. He lost uh, William Harwood and Noah Hill uh, from last year. So part of his 16-15 class, they didn't bring in 
as great of a class, but he did uh, get Adrian Austin, who's been coming off the bench a little bit. He's been trying different things. Cameron Wesley, Joseph Samples, Christian McCorry, and then he's got his three big guys that kind of been mainstays with Landers, Rifle, and St. Louis. I mean, all three of those guys. He's He's got a good team. Um, he's in the peanut this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And he should beat Houston, should beat St. Pete. Uh, and then Macon's a tough team, but he should beat Macon too. He should be fine. Macon it be the cheese claws. Um, and we'll see how far he can go. Man, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm just, I'm basking in the greatness of Cameron Mesley right, right now. Just like. Oh my goodness. Over 62% true shot all three years. 25 points per game, 27 points per game, 25 points per game. Like, man, oh, man. Like, true. I mean, he was that under – I remember seeing him that he was undersized uh, center and was going to be a number – he had number one recruit written all over him. And, yep, he definitely is a game changer by all – Measures so, oh. yep. Man, oh um, man. That's bomb. Macon, Macon's one and two, but they beat Reno by twelve. Just a tough schedule, you know. Um, they still have Louisville and Joplin on their schedule. It's gonna mm-hmm. be tough. Um, yeah, he's got a good team. I like, I like what he has. He brought in that twenty-seven fourteen class. He replaced two seniors from a seventy-six one hundred two class. Um, and Tyler Reed, you know, he's getting he's getting used to it. Uh, Angel Thornton too, like they're they're new, um, but you know they they're talented. So uh, we'll see. Macon's got too much talent to waste it, but it's like okay, you just you should be Augusta. Split those games against Joplin and Louisville. You you win one of those games, and like. That will carry you. I mean, you're going to win your conference. Like, no one's going to come close to you. Mm-hmm. There's no one good enough. But that that can put you – you split those games, you only have one loss maybe the whole year. And, uh, I mean, you're a, you're a top uh, – you're a top three. You're a three or lower seed in the NTT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Especially, yeah, that'll be a nice strength of schedule coming through. And yeah, I did not realize, man, that conference is a bit rough right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's why you play in the PNTT, so you can get challenged early. And for sure, yeah, like they're a key. They're they're kind of like your Gonzaga of the um, yep. who basically play no plays nobody all year and just thrashes them, and then gets a few good games that keep them in the number one slot. For um, yeah. I did not realize. Thank you. <laughs> and then, and then you got Reno. Um, yes. Reno's minus. Uh, they're one and two minus eleven. And you know, Charlotte's not a pushover. Eugene's tough. Yuma's tough. But there's no reason this team. This team's got some talent on it. They got great freshmen. Um, and I mean, McCann's just. He hasn't performed up to snuff yet, but um, he gets he, he still gets a few more chances to kind of showcase his stuff on the biggest stage. Uh, 
I there. Plays with None games. of those games are. You don't look at any of those games and say, "Oh, they can't win that." You know, like they kept Louisville and making pretty close. Phoenix was a team that made it to the Sweet Sixteen last year. They beat them by fifteen. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, and you know what, Reno? I don't know what happened to them. They they made the PNTT playoffs last year, and they just kind of fell off during Conference Twenty Seven play. Mm-hmm. Um, they have more talent this year, uh, and I hope that this peanut opportunity can get them ready. It's okay. They got their they got their jitters out in the first couple games. They played some tough teams, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just re- establish yourselves. You know, I I think they have a real shot to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, Louisville in your first game is a real tough draw. And- yeah. They played pretty well um, up yeah. to all standards. I mean, they uh, can't blame them for a 14 first loss to a Louisville team. So, yeah, tough tough schedule. Um, unfortunate draws a little bit, but that's just the way it works sometimes. Yeah. So, looking at this group as a whole, who do you see getting in? I think, yeah. Um, is it as simple as Yuma and Louisville make it in? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Macon's got two. I'm gonna say Macon gives it a nice run, but it's hard when they already have their two losses. Yeah. Um, so um, they've got a chance. I mean, you always got a chance. Um, but Louisville and Yuma are definitely the two um, favorites. Yeah. Now let's look at the last group, the Scotty group. Shreveport's running away with it. They're three and zero. The other three teams are one and two. Um, Shreveport does have a tougher schedule. They still have Twin Falls on it. Clemson and San Jose aren't horrible teams, but they haven't played crazy teams, um, and <laughs> they've just wiped the floor with them. I mean, this team's really good. Like. They made it to the Speed 16 yeah. last year. They were the number one overall seed, and they lost their 158-182 class, and they brought in a 30-36 class. He's playing mm-hmm. Cody Harvey out of that group, and Cody Harvey looks like he's the real deal. Um, For sure. He's uh, 24 points a game, 66.9% true shooting. Things are going to get tougher, though. Um, mm-hmm. Twin Falls is undefeated. Clemson is two and one. They beat Joplin, lost to South Bend. I think Clemson's a really solid team. And then San Jose is one and two, but um, they have talent on that team for sure. Not their freshman, mm-hmm. but pretty much everyone else is is solid on that team. So um, just looking at Shreveport, they're going to get challenged a little bit, and then you're going to enter into um, – the peanut playoffs, and we'll see what you're made of. I'm really excited for that Twin Falls Shreveport game because Twin Falls is a really solid team too, and uh, I think that should be a really good game. Yeah, it's. I think I'm not sure if Shreveport's just moving around. Um, uh, Cody Harvey and the uh, Roy Pendleton a little bit, trying to figure out how to play them both or 
Oh wait, no, am I not Pelton? Uh, we played one game. Yeah, I think it was just like first game or something. Oh, it was just one game. But Pendleton, uh, I think he started early last year, and then he they moved him to the bench. Um, I think he started maybe his sophomore year, um, and then uh, he's been playing the bench for most of it. And I, th- I think it was just kind of a maybe it took a while to change his lineup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Cody Harvey destroyed a power forward in that game either way. Uh, 18, yeah, yeah. 18 rebounds and uh, 7 for 10. So I don't think he mind playing power forward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. what played, that's what he played in high school. So um, small forward, I mean, he's going to have a size advantage, which is nice. But um, he can handle power forward just, just fine, I think, too. For sure. Cool. Um Looking at the other teams in this group, yeah, Garland, Hot Springs, um, San Jose. I talked about San Jose. They're um, one and two. Uh, lost. They beat um, Garland pretty good, but lost to Hot Springs close. Lost to U by twelve. They got a tough schedule too. <laughs> uh, Bloomington, Joplin, Shreveport. That's that's not fun. <laughs> um, no, not at all. I think those teams are combined eight and one so far. So, um, Hot Springs, um, they lost that big class, but they brought in a decent 38-63 class. Um, They lost to Joplin by 25. They lost to Shreveport by 26. They did beat San Jose by two. They got Salt Lake, Rockford, and Garland. So, um, I think they got a shot to go maybe – Rockford and Garland, Salt Lake might be hard, but Salt Lake's mm-hmm. not unbeatable. Um, they're not like a world beater. They're just a really solid team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, Gar- sure. Garland. Did you have anything else to say about uh, about Hot Springs or? Uh, no, not really. No. Garland's kind of interesting. I mean, they kept it close against Shreveport, although I he might have been figuring on his lineup. Uh, <laughs> And then San Jose, they lost by 20. Beat Pueblo by four. You look at them moving forward, they got Glendale, and then they got Albuquerque and Hot Springs. So um, we'll see. They don't have a lot of talent on their team, but, um, yeah, we'll see what they can do. Yeah, making it it work. I mean, yeah, Uh, Joshua Deering's playing really well. This is tough. This is Shreveport's group. Yes, for sure. just a little props. Uh, <laughs> Deering's playing really well. Uh, so is Ernesto Roser. Uh, not great efficiency, but, you know, at least pulling on rebounds. And, yeah, good assists out of Mangas. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's got something to work with, at least. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for staying up late with me, Coach. Shaken Blake, any uh, parting thoughts? Nope. Hope your uh, recruiting's coming up. So hope you all do well, and you're not on the guys I am. So. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Thanks.